Brought to you by BedroomBattlefields.com, this is the Tabletop Miniature Hobby Podcast. All right, David, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Matthew. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, you uh, you came on the call there just as I was building that dice tower. I was saying to you off mic that I thought I had like I thought I could do this in three minutes. It took about fifteen. It's just like a little MDF uh, dice yeah. tower. It's really fancy looking. Have you got a dice tower? It, it seemed like such a luxury, but I've been won over to getting one. I do, um, and I don't know. I think maybe my kid ran off with it. It's kind of cool. It's MDF like that. It's a uh, like a siege tower uh, yeah. kind of style, and uh, I think it came with a, a game that I bought a couple years ago. But yeah, it's real cool. So I'm going to test it. Right, this makes great audio, but the 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 audio will be heard. I'm guessing. So let, let's go. We've got a D20 here, and I got a 19. So ah, that's a good that. result. Giving that a thumbs up, yeah. <laughs> so that's a pretty good record so far. So, hi, this was um, just like, I think it was 20 quid on Amazon. There's some really cool ones on Amazon. There was like a big pre-painted like resin castle with like a dragon on it and that, but it was 60 pounds. I just couldn't, I couldn't justify it. So Yeah, that's a bit steep for a dice tower. Yeah. I'd want always sixes or always twenties, or but then I'd play a game like Brutal Quest and I'd need to roll lower, so that would be counterproductive. Maybe if it comes in with a built-in guarantee for rolls of twenty uh, yeah. or sixes, you know, that, then then you can shell that out. But aye, because I was thinking, well, you know, if you got something like that, you could just put it as part of the terrain. But then I was like, that could get awkward as well, because then you're leaning over to roll your dice and that. So I thought, let's just get this. Funny looking, we it's it's like a castle. You, they sold um, they sold one that was like Cthulhu as well. Um, again, I'm holding it up here, and you could see it, but obviously the listener can't. But uh, I just a wee castle. I wouldn't necessarily paint it up and put it on the table, but pretty unobtrusive. I'm just sick of dice going everywhere. I'm also sick of rolling them on the mat itself and seeing the d20 just rolling off a metal miniature like getting oh, it yeah. like done. A D20 could roll forever if thrown hard enough. And, uh, yeah, that, I think the mats really, you know, kind of make the dice go further. So, uh, and I think somebody on the, uh, on the discord the other day was talking about, uh, you know, when, when you're playing with, with children, uh, a dice tower or some kind of dice tray is, is absolutely essential because they can and will cast the dice all over the table. Yeah. It's like a competition I, 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 to see how far it could go. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I've learned. I've learned from hard experience that uh, my my three year old will throw the d six uh, like a bullet. <laughs> so does that mean then that you've played a few games with your three year old? Uh, so I've tried, uh, and I, I kept expectations extremely low. But I picked up a uh, secondhand copy of the original Hero Quest. Um, I don't know a while back, several months ago, and. Um, because I, I just decided the new one what wasn't wasn't for me, um, and you know I, I thought you know what I'm going to get it and we'll just set it up and let him kind of do what he wants with it. Um, and he really enjoyed uh, throwing the dice and moving some of the the models around. And then he decided he was going to stack up all the furniture and all the char- characters on every single tile in one room. And he's like, "Daddy, it's full." I'm like, "It sure is, bud." It sure is. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll come back and revisit it, uh, I think, intermittently here as we go forward. But he did seem to take to it. He had fun. Um, you know, he, he calls them his guys, right? So he's like, Daddy, can I play with my guys? And, you know, of course I say, yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's great. It's great fun. And uh, we uh, we recently played a little game here. Um, I let him take a couple minis out of the uh, – the, uh, the painting cabinet um and we he picked an orc and an elf <laughs> and yes, uh yes. and we we call that we call the game orc and elf now and uh the uh the elf chases the orc around then the orc chases the elf back around and you know we make lots of, of funny noises and you know have fun with it great stuff i yeah. say 
I mean, my daughter now's two and a half, so uh, like I was saying on the last episode, I did get her tentatively paint a miniature the other week there, which was nice. So, yeah. Uh, it's, it's quite literally baby steps, isn't it? But, uh, you know, she's definitely taking a wee interest, so we'll just we'll see where it goes. I've got a... I did get her for her Christmas. Like, it's not really a, a hobby thing, but the, there was a little set. It's like a maths, learning maths, which I probably need to do myself because I'm hopeless at it but there was dice in it and wee counters and I think it's just the ideas you know you roll a six and you put six chips on this wee stick and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. um, but I thought well let's just roll some dice and but our attention span and now I think we got we got maybe about 50 seconds out of it on the day so <laughs> I'll keep, keep gently well, introducing it uh, as you said yeah ba- baby steps and you know you, I, I've learned you just follow their interest right and 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 if they take to it and are having fun, then you ride along with them. And, and if they want to put her away and do something else, that's, that's what you do. So, uh, you know, God, God knows I don't want to force force it on anybody. But, uh, you know, just, just exposing him to it and seeing his interest has been really rewarding. Mm-hmm. So you talked about Hero Quest there and buying a, a second-hand copy of the original one. Was that a game that you owned back in the day? So I, I never owned it. Um, I had a, a good friend at the time uh, who had it along with the, uh, the two expansions that were released here in the U.S. And we played the heck out of it back in the day. Uh, I think it was probably one of the steps uh, on my, my, my journey uh, in, into wargaming proper uh, as it was. Uh, I mean, it was kind of the perfect game, I think, for that place in time. I want to say we we're probably eight or nine years old. Uh, when we were playing it. Um, and now come to think of it, I had two friends who had it. Uh, there was another friend too. We'd have sleepovers at his house. And, you know, that was like the thing for the sleepovers. You'd break out the hero quest and, you know, play it uh, until your parents, his parents made us go to bed. So that yeah, was a good fun. A lot of good memories. So that was pretty much your first experience of playing a game like this, then, a miniatures hero quest. Yeah, I can't remember which came first, if the Hero Quest came first or at some point, um, I, was, I was thinking about this, uh, at some point um, I, uh, I did play some Dungeons and Dragons around that time. Um, I had an uncle of mine who, uh, who didn't have kids who kind of took me under his wing as his own son. Um, and, you know, every time he'd come, he'd drop something off for me and he dropped off uh, one time, at one point he dropped off uh, a copy of... Uh, the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings books, along with, uh, um, I think it was Richard Berg's War of the Ring and like a Hex Encounter game from, from the 70s, um, along with some old Dungeons and Dragons um, books, also probably from the 70s. Uh, and, you know, I was, I don't know, nine, maybe 10 years old at the time. And it, and it just, the artwork in them just, just blew me away. Um, you know, I, uh, I think I've got a copy here of the, uh, the war of the ring and, and you show this, this Balrog here to, uh, <laughs> to a nine-year-old kid. And, you know, the, the imagination just, just runs wild. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I was hooked, uh, it's, you know, sucked me into this world, uh, that, that, you know, who knew was there and, uh, yeah. So, so that and, and hero quest and, and you know, D and D and, um, and whatnot. Yeah, I, I have memories of playing all those games. Um, probably starting around eight, nine, ten years old. When did you sort of discover the wider realm of like the GW stuff, like Warhammer or Forty K or that? Um, I would guess not long after that. Uh, there was a local hobby shop uh, in the town over from mine, uh, and we would go on Saturdays. A bunch of us, you know, my group of friends, we were all kind of doing the same thing. And we would go walk or ride our bikes over there and go spend our, our, our little allowance money. And uh, we started going there uh, because, you know, they sold, you know, it was one of those all-purpose hobby shops. They sold, you know, model cars, tanks, little toy soldiers, you know, all, all the stuff. And uh, anyway, somewhere in there, there was this rack, um, you know, maybe not more than five or six feet wide, but it was all these Warhammer blisters. And uh, I remember one day, cause you know, I, I never had much in the way of allowance money. My friend, my friends always had more. And so I kind of, you know, I didn't have too much to, to choose over. I was waiting for them to kind of figure out what they were going to buy. And uh, I, I saw this rack of these, these Warhammer blisters and they were green back then, that bright, bold green color. And uh, it kind of 
It's like, oh, wow, what's this? And I started looking at them and I saw they were they were all Warhammer Fantasy or mostly Warhammer Fantasy. And uh, and I was like, this is really cool. Uh, this is, you know, th this would have been the time of like fourth edition stuff. Right. Um, so probably 92, 93 ish. Um, and uh, yeah. And, and I I remember finding these high elf blisters um and i thought this is so cool and i wanted to use them in, in dungeons in our dungeons and dragons games and uh yeah i remember asking my friend hey you know i just found these this is really cool can can we use these in in, in our D, D game and he's like oh yeah sure yeah just, you know get them and elves great you know and so uh, i really like the the sculpts and so i started kind of buying those um as opposed to some of the other minis and stuff that were out there and eventually, you know, we were all kind of buying minis and stuff, and we got so many that it kind of felt like natural progression to just start playing battles with them. You know, we didn't really have a formal rule set. We kind of knew maybe vaguely, you know, we knew the branding of Warhammer, but we didn't know, you know, hey, there's this rule book with rules. We were just, eh, put the minis on the table, and we just kind of improvised the rules, pushed them around, and had fun. Uh, with it uh, for for several years, I think before anybody got a sense that hey, there's there's actually a formal rule set out here, and there's like a formal game you can play <laughs> with it. So did somebody then have to make the leap and maybe ask for that for Christmas or get it for a birthday or something? Get the actual box? Yeah, um, yeah. One of our friends I remember uh, got the the book um, and. Uh, and he he was like, hey, you know, we've got the rules now. We can play official Warhammer. We play real Warhammer. Um, and so, uh, you know, it was kind of a, a shock for us because there were some things we had kind of suspected, I guess, about the rules that, that were spot on. And then there were other things that were just completely, you know, oh, this, so that, that, this is what, what this means. And, you know, well, this is what this does. And uh, anyway, so, yeah, so um, I would say probably – Somewhere in junior high, uh, we that was kind of when we we transitioned into really starting to play, you know, quote unquote, real Warhammer, uh, rather than kind of the impromptu games uh, that we'd been playing. Did you get into like a club or anything like that at the school, or was it just kind of your friends group that you were doing it with? No, it definitely uh, definitely was not uh, was not cool enough uh, to to have a club. Um, we, we, we were all kind of, uh, you know, we were all kind of the smarter, nerdier kids, uh, if I can say that. And, uh, you know, it, this was kind of one of, one of our, our nerd hobbies, I guess. So it wasn't something we, uh, you know, I think any of us would have enjoyed uh, proclaiming uh, <laughs> to the school. You had to be like, hey, careful, eh? We're, we're going we're <laughs> to have Warhammer Club at, at 3 o'clock today in room 220. Um, you know, that, that's the kind of stuff that can get you – I'll, I'll be I'll be at the bathroom at half past three if anyone would like to flush my head down the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so yeah, you know, and, and we had several of us. I I want to say, uh, you know, uh, kind of top peak of our time together, there was probably five or six of us who were playing. Um, so so it kind of in our own way, it kind of felt like we had our own little group, and, and we didn't really need to. Um, to, to, to do more than that um and we all kind of lived with easily within a mile of each other so whenever we want to play you just get on your bikes and go to somebody's house and set it all up um you know sometimes on somebody's bedroom floor um yeah did you collect any particular army um so i started with with high elves that was what what drew me in were those fourth edition high elf sculpts and to this day um if i could only keep uh, one set of them those would be the ones um and then uh at some point as i aged a little bit i uh, i switched over to dark elves i don't know if that was was symbolic of me heading into my teenage years and teenage rebellion but it was kind of like ah forget these high elves they're too good i need i need some rebels you know i, I need something a little bit darker you know, and I was getting into grunge music at the time and, you know, uh, so, so I don't know, you know, there may be a connection there. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so, so I did switch into to Dark Elves and, and played them um, for a bit. And, uh, you know, I think I picked up bits and pieces of other ones that I just thought were cool. I remember having some Skaven, 
some undead at some point, um, but never enough to field, field a whole army. Um, and, um, my uncle, who I mentioned earlier, he uh, he actually got me the uh, the fifth edition box set for Christmas one year. Uh, my my parents uh, uh, couldn't or wouldn't get it. Uh, they had actually uh, divorced uh, or were in the midst of, of divorcing uh, that year, so it was kind of a meager Christmas. You know, there wasn't a lot of uh, of money to go around, and uh, and I still remember it. You know, gosh, almost thirty years later. You know, my uncle showing up and, and that was the thing I, I desperately wanted for Christmas that year. And, and he put it and I could just tell from the shape of the box. Right. You know, I'm like, oh, gosh, th- this is it. This has to be it. And uh, yeah, I actually texted him uh, a while back and said, you know, uh, th- that was uh, such a special Christmas gift. And I- I'm so grateful for it. Um, and he actually uh, enjoys it when I still send him uh, pictures of uh, some of the minis that I've uh, that I paint. Uh, you know, so. I I do remember quite vividly actually opening the box of I don't know if it would have been fourth edition fantasy because I, I also ended up with 40k and Space Marine, Epic Space Marine but the, the games they were sealed with the cellophane uh, which yeah. always took a bit of picking at, uh, never just went and got a knife or that just sat with a fingernail for like half oh, an yeah. hour probably yep, yeah, you dig at that, it and then remember there was, a, this is just physics, I guess, with any box of this nature, but the, there was always a kind of vacuum where you went to lift the lid off it and it, it took it like it slowly slid out. It was like, yeah. it seemed to take forever. And then there was oh, just magical. Like mountains of sprues, rule books, everything <laughs> neatly packaged. That smell, um, yeah. it never left me that just that memory of just opening it and thinking that let's get let's get to work you know within 10 minutes everything's snapped out crudely stuck yeah. in uh, like everything's assembled oh yeah so. oh yeah no no concern about mold lines i mean i probably no. broke broke some of those pieces as i was in my you know quickness to pull them out of the spro and yeah and, uh, yeah it was but yeah there's there's something to that i mean there's absolutely a magic there like you said you know you you, you have that anticipation as you're picking through the cellophane and then the slow, you know, as, as the box slowly kind of comes apart and then that new game smell. Uh, it's just, yeah. I mean, I, I still remember it. You know, I still remember it sitting here talking about it. Uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. So did, did you then, I mean, as you got into your, your darker teenage years, you became a dark elf, you got into Nirvana. Uh, did, did you eventually put the games away uh, for a long time? I did. So, um, so that group that I was kind of talking about that five or six of us, we were playing mostly Warhammer fantasy and that kind of stuff. Um, we kind of, we kind of started going our own ways, uh, early into high school. Um, and I would say by, by our second, you know, in the second year, you know, everybody was kind of doing their own thing. They'd found different groups and stuff. And, And we were still loosely friends, but you know, we weren't, hanging out and playing Warhammer or Hero Quest or anything anymore. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I, you know, you meet new people in high school and everything like that. And I, I found, uh, you know, some, met some new friends and uh, they, it just happened that they played 40K. Uh, there was one guy um, whose brother, whose older brother played, was an avid 40K player and he, he liked it and was wanting to get into it. And there was another guy who, who collected the models but had never played a game. And uh, and this was right around the time, probably uh, 98, I want to say, when uh, Warhammer 3rd Edition was coming out. And uh, and so that was, you know, that was all, all of the, it was very popular. Um, there was a lot of, uh, of interest in the game at that time. And uh, and so we started, you know, I started playing that with them. And uh, and so the fantasy kind of fell by the wayside. And, and, and so we played 40K. Uh, for the remainder of high school, um, and then uh, as as college kind of kind of headed toward college, I kind of uh, things kind of fell by the wayside. There's a memory that I have. So you know, I, I got a job in high school. I was working. I had more money uh, to, to throw at the hobby, um, but increasingly less time. You know, as you're doing what high schoolers do, you're going out with your friends, going to parties, you're working your job, you're doing you know, social, social stuff. And, uh, and so anyway, I, I remember the summer, uh, before I left for college, you know, that we, we went to the, to the game store at the mall, um, malls. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
And uh, I remember buying, I had the money to buy one of these big six edition fantasy had just come out. And uh, there were, they had those big army boxes that you could buy, I think for like 200 USD at the time. And uh, I was like, ah, 200 USD. That's nothing to me. I'm a working kid now. And uh, I'm like, I'm going to pick one of these up and, and bring it with me to college. So I'll have something to, to, you know, tinker with in my downtime, you know, put it together and paint or whatever. And I was talking with the guys at the store as they checked me out. And uh, I said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to college in a few weeks. I'm going to bring this with me. And uh, they just laughed and shook their heads. They're like, son, you're never going to put this together. <laughs> and I think one of them said, uh, son, I got two words for you. Beer and women. <laughs> and uh, he's like, you're not going to have any time for this. And, uh, and I'm like, ah, you know what I'm talking about. And they were, they were right. They were right. I brought it there, and, uh, and it, uh, it was basically never touched. I, I think towards the end of freshman year, uh, as school was about to let out, me and one of my friends uh, put together a couple guys and, and painted them. Uh, but that was about it. That was, that was it. And uh, I really didn't... Uh, Really didn't touch it again for for you know almost twenty years. So what year would that have been where you you, you kind of thought well, that's it for well not necessarily for now you maybe thought that's it for good. Um, the last the last game I played was a forty k game, and uh, it was uh, I think it was two thousand one. I was home on a break from school, and uh, my friend. Uh, Mike, who uh, I was about to go back to school and he was about to go into the Navy. And uh, we got together for some big, big game. Uh, we, we stayed up all night playing this big game of 40K, I don't know, five, 6,000 points aside. Um, and we just played all through the night. I think we actually fell asleep before we finished the game. And uh, I went to work the next day and uh, he went off to the Navy. And that was uh, that was the last game. Uh, of any kind of Warhammer uh, that I played for, for yeah, probably 20 years. So I suppose like, well, before we, before we look at like what brought you back in, what did you think of 40k versus fantasy at the time? And, and, you know, had you played fantasy for a while before you'd even got a shot of 40k? Yeah. um, I played fantasy for at least four or five years, I think before I, even knew what what 40k really was. Um, I might have been aware of it, but I didn't really know what it was, and it seemed kind of weird to me. Um, uh, yeah, so so I I've always been a fantasy guy at heart. Um, I kind of shifted towards 40k late high school because that's you know that's who my you know that's what my friends were were playing, and so if I wanted to play a game, that's what I had to play. Um, you know, I, 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 they they did get fantasy armies, but uh, you know. The, the games we played of it were few and far between. I think they, they did it to, to kind of humor me, uh, if I'm being honest. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, but I liked 40K. I mean, it was fun for what it was. Um, and, and those third edition rules really kind of simplified the system. I, I do remember uh, at one point uh, earlier, a friend of mine, his parents had got him the second had 40k box set for a birthday present or, or something or maybe Christmas and we looked at it and we flipped through those manuals and I we were like I don't know what's going on here uh this is just, this was just beyond us I mean we're probably you know 10 10 or 11 at the time and it just was completely over our heads and we were just like oh this is interesting I think we put the minis together and you know maybe painted a couple of them but you know it kind of fell by the wayside. It was really third edition that I think kind of opened the game up um, in that way to, to make it a little more accessible. So during that period where you weren't involved in the hobby, did you ever have funny moments where you'd maybe walk past a hobby shop or a games workshop or spot a copy of White Dwarf or that? Like those wee, those wee times where you, you thought, oh, I used to do that. Yeah, yeah, there were those moments. Um, so, you know, the the one I remember is, you know, my my brother played uh, six edition fantasy, and so sometimes when I'd be home on summer break or something, you know, I'd see some 
six edition stuff laying around the house, you know, I pick up a book and I'd be like, Oh yeah, Warhammer. That's so cool. I remember that. And Oh, look what they're doing now with this. Um, and so, yeah, so, so there were those moments, but I think they, they kind of became, you know, fewer and further between, uh, as you know, I went into the two thousands and, uh, yeah. And, but, but, you know, it was always there, you know, um, there'd always be reminders of it, you know, moving house or something. Um, you'd find like an old white dwarf or something in a box somewhere. I'm like, Oh yeah, let's go page through this. And, um, yeah. Uh, and, and occasionally, yeah, you'd see that hobby shop and, you know, you'd be out on a stroll or something. I remember, uh, actually now that you mentioned, I remember being, uh, I was in Scotland in 2016 on vacation and I was in Edinburgh and, uh, I think it's right there on the Royal Mile or not far off of it. Uh, there mm-hmm. was a Warhammer store and it was the first one that I'd kind of seen in the flesh, so to speak, in years. And I just kind of remember walking up and, and looking in the window and I didn't want to go in because I didn't want to get, and I'm here on vacation. I didn't want to get a sale pitch. I didn't want to buy anything. Um, so I, I didn't want to waste anybody's time or, or have to deal with, with a, what can I sell you today kind of a thing. Uh, but I did look in the window and, uh, and I think that was when Age of Sigmar was there. And I remember just kind of being like, what, what is this? It, it, it the, the aesthetic of it was just so, so jarring, uh, to, to a kid who had grown up on, on a healthy diet of Warhammer fantasy, um, you know, that I, I was just like, oh, that's weird. And then I remember, you know, I got back home and kind of looking it up and I was like, oh, oh yeah, they, they, you know, they, they killed the Warhammer world. I'm like, how can you kill a world? <laughs> uh, but they did. Um, and, uh, and I was like, and, and it kind of put me off. Uh, honestly, I was like, oh, that's too bad. You know, it would have been, I remember thinking it would have been nice uh, at some point to come back to this and, and pick it up again, but oh, they killed it. So, uh, you know, I guess it's dead. And, uh, yeah, so, so, yeah. So what was the, the spark then that, um, pulled you back in? Um, so, so I think what it was in 2021, um, my wife and I bought a house and I had most of my stuff. So, so I had bought a condo long, long before then, um, and uh, when I bought my condo, my mom was like, all right, you've got your own place now that's that's yours. You're not renting. This is yours. You own it. She's like, you're taking all your stuff or it's going, you know, it's going in the bid. And uh, so so I was like, OK, you know, just whatever, drop it off. And, and uh, I. I took it, but I threw it all in my storage unit. You know, I, I, I didn't know what to do with it. I knew I didn't want to throw it out, but. I, I took it and put it in the storage unit and there it sat for, for years. And, uh, in 2021, uh, my wife and I bought a house and, um, and all this stuff kind of came to light during the move, all these boxes of minis and blisters and stuff that hadn't seen light in probably a decade, uh, at least maybe more. And, um, and, and there it was. And, and, you know, my wife, uh, my wife and I uh, negotiated that when we were deciding what what rooms were going to be what in our house. She uh, she she graciously uh, allowed me uh, to have a game room uh, down here where where I'm sitting now, um, and and it's a sizable room. I could easily set up a four by six, four by seven uh, table down here uh, with with room for chairs and everything. And uh, so I, I was finding boxes of this stuff. I'm like, you know, I've got the space for it. Uh, I've actually, you know, it'd be fun to take these things out and, and play with them again. And, you know, and, and sure enough, uh, when, when I opened those boxes, the magic was still there. Um, you know, I found minis and stuff that I hadn't looked at in 20 odd years. And there they were still with the, the paint jobs on some of them. Uh, and I remembered, oh, yeah, I was in seventh grade when I painted this guy. And uh, and it was just, yeah, I mean, it was it, it kind of captured a a whiff of that magic, I think, that, that you talk about when, you know, opening that, that brand new box set. Uh, it was something very, very close to that uh, for me uh, when, when I opened all this stuff up. And, um, you know, we, we had our son, too. And I thought, you know, at the time, um, my first son was born. I thought, you know, I mean, he's still still a little guy, but 
you know, at some point, you know, maybe he's going to like this stuff. And, uh, and then, uh, I, uh, I picked up a, a paint set, um, cause not, none of the paint survived. Um, and so I picked up a paint set. I said, yeah, you know, I'm going to try my hand just painting some of these just for fun. And, uh, and it proved to be a, a real therapeutic thing. You know, my, my wife likes to craft. And so, uh, we'd go down into the game room and she'd do her crafting. Uh, and, and I would, uh, paint some minis, some old Warhammer minis. And, and, you know, it was a night well spent. Um, and, uh, now, now that we have, have two, two boys, uh, that happens a little bit less. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's great fun. Uh, it's, it's a great way to, to kind of, uh, you know, let the, the stress of the day go and kind of wind down. Our question of the month for May 2024 is what rules have you created or adapted to improve your favourite gaming system? This might be a homebrew rule or something you've ported over from another game. The point is you tried it, it worked well and you kept on using it. Head on over to bedroombattlefields.com forward slash voicemail to submit your answer. That's bedroombattlefields.com forward slash voicemail. And now back to the show. What uh, what were some of the first miniatures that you painted then on your comeback, and uh, and how was it to pick up the paintbrush again after all that time? Well, it was uh, with with great trepidation uh, that I picked up the paintbrush again because uh, I think kind of contemporaneous with that, right? So I, I found all the Warhammer minis. I started looking online, and you know, you find this like, oh, there's other people out here that are doing the same thing, and. You know, some of these people paint really well, um, and it's inspiring, uh, but it's also can be a little intimidating. And uh, and so, you know, there was a little trepidation when I picked it up, and I was definitely rusty. You know, I'm not a great painter by any means, um, but 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 it was fun. And, and I think the more that I kind of leaned into it, the more I didn't care about you know what anybody else thought. I was having fun. It was relaxing. It was fun, and it was it was kind of great to to finish a model and look at it and be like, hey, you know what? Like I, I got this mini twenty some odd years ago, and now now I've kind of brought it to life. Um, and so so some of the first ones uh, that that I did were uh, the Bretonians from the uh, fifth edition Warhammer Fantasy box set. I wanted it to to do some of those uh, and show them to my uncle. Uh, to say, hey, I know I didn't get around to, to painting him uh, when I was a kid, but uh, but I did now. Uh, so he, he he got a kick out of that, and uh, I also did uh, some of my old uh, fourth edition high elf spearmen, right? I, to kind of go back to to the point of beginning, and 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 I, that felt that felt appropriate to me. To you know, this is really it was those fourth edition high elf sculpts that that really sucked me into the wonderful and wild world of Warhammer. And so I, I felt it was a, a fitting tribute, I guess, to, to paint some of those high elves up. Um, yeah. When uh, when did you actually buy something then, like get new miniatures? And how did you become aware? Like, were, were you kind of looking online at things beyond the, the Games Workshop universe? Um, yeah, so I think through... Uh, through through some of the Facebook groups, um, I started to discover that there were some other companies out there that made minis um, that were, I guess, kind of in the same vein or, or, or essence of, of that kind of classic Warhammer fantasy feel, um, spiritual successors, if you will, uh, to that. Um, and and so so kind of seeing what other people were doing and, and learning about these other companies through them um, is is really kind of what led me to to kind of find places like uh, um, like Nightmare Minis. I just got an order from them, uh, and I just uh, just came in the mail. And I, I was looking at it before we hopped on the podcast, and they're just incredible uh, looking sculpts. Like they they really capture that that essence of the Warhammer that I remember. Um, another guy who, who does great stuff is uh, Drew over at uh, Satyr Studio. 
I think he's out of Michigan, and uh, I've I've ordered some stuff through him. And uh, his stuff is more in kind of a, a third edition, like old hammer style, uh, but it's just absolutely top notch. Uh, I just love it. Uh, and so so I've gotten some stuff through him, and and I'm sure there there's other ones uh, that that I've gotten as well. I just uh, I can't remember uh, at the moment. What about uh, in terms of playing? How long? Did it take you to to actually roll some dice again? And what was it that you played? So it, it did take a minute uh, to to play a game, um, and part of that was kind of self imposed. As you know, back in the day, we didn't paint as much as we played when we were kids. We we were happy to kind of push around gray plastic, and we didn't care. We were just having fun, and you know, you could spend uh, to us in a sense. I guess it was kind of a zero sum game. You could spend your time painting or you could spend your time playing. And for us, the, the playing was, was more fun. So we tended to do that more. Um, and when I came back to it, I was kind of like, you know, I, I really want to have painted minis to play with like that. That was something that I always wanted as a kid. And, and I had some sure, uh, but I didn't, I never had like a whole painted army or anything like that. And so kind of coming back to it, that was one of the goals, I guess I, I set for myself. And so I wanted to take some time to, to paint things up, uh, to paint things up, to have enough to play like a full army game of Warhammer Fantasy with. And, uh, and that took a while. I think it probably took me about a year of painting uh, to get that uh, to the point where I could put two armies in the field. And, uh, and I'm very fortunate that I have some great friends um, uh, who are willing to play with me um they're they're gamers they they play other types of games kind of like historical uh war games hex encounter stuff and, and euros and stuff like that um and they were willing um they were willing to to give it a shot neither of them had played uh warhammer uh any kind of warhammer in any form before um but i was like hey you know i kind of explain it to them and they're like yeah let's do it let's give it a shot and uh and we had fun i uh i played a game i want to say in 2022 um painted up two forces just put them on the table and i didn't even play i just you know i'm like i'm just going to teach a game to my my two pals and and they had a blast with it and uh and after that um we played uh we had another game uh for my birthday uh this past year um where we did a variant on the uh, the treasure hunt scenario in the fifth edition battle uh, battle book and uh and that one was great fun as well and um and they liked it. Um, they had fun with it, and uh, which, which you know, was was great to see. You know, that's that's what I, I like. That's how you know I want everyone to have a good time when we play. And yeah, um, so so yeah, so it's been great. And I'm hoping uh, in the year to come, uh, even though my my time is stretched thin uh, now with with two little ones, um, to to get some more games and you know the more minis uh, that I get painted, the the easier it'll be. So you're very much sticking with the, the Warhammer fantasy rule sets, or have you dabbled in any smaller scale and, and newer games, if you like? Well, that's definitely where my heart is, uh, but but I've played some other stuff. Uh, you know, actually, thanks to, to you, Matthew, and, and your podcast, uh, I actually uh, took the plunge into Rangers of Shadowdeep. Um, and uh, up until my, my, my second son was born uh, back in August of 23, and... Uh, but up until then, we had a regular group playing that once or twice a month going through the uh, I, I think we finished the, the first campaign uh, in the, the base rule book. And we were we were having a blast with that. Uh, and it was it was great fun. And, and what was nice about that was, you know, as, as opposed to, to Warhammer Fantasy, where, you know, you need to really carve out the better part of a day to sit down and play a, a decent sized game. Uh, you know, the guys could show up seven thirty, eight o'clock and we'd wrap by 11 and, uh, and you'd get a game. In. Um, mm. and it was simple enough that, that you can sit there. Everybody can have a beer or two. You roll the dice, you know, nobody has to have their head buried in the rule book. Um, and, and it told some great stories. Uh, so, so I really, uh, I really enjoy that system. It's one I'm actually looking forward to, to diving back into. Um, here is our, our second uh, son, hopefully uh, learns to sleep a bit more in the new year uh, than he has been. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that, that's one. And um, I've had my eye on a couple other systems like uh, 
Frostgrave, Stargrave. I, I know those are both on my, my short list of ones to try. Uh, Space Weirdos sounds just incredible. Uh, another one that I think would be, uh, would, would be a lot of fun uh, to dive into. Do you, do you do much in terms of building terrain? Um, not, not too much, but I, I have done it to kind of uh, uh, take a break uh, in between kind of painting projects where I just kind of feel like I need a palette cleanser. Um, and I don't want to, and kind of, you get kind of tired of painting minis for a bit or you wear yourself out on them and it's like, okay, well, let's build something. So, you know, let's build a mountain, let's build a forest. And actually one of the fun things that I've done is, uh, I do still have, uh, some of my old terrain, uh, my brother, <laughs> my brother actually kept it for me in a, in a bag or a box or something like that um, and, and gave it to me. And uh, it was all covered in dust uh, and, you know, other uh, God knows what. But uh, so so I've been kind of doing these terrain rehab projects where I take an old piece out of the bin that he gave me um, and wash it and uh, and repaint it and reflock it and, and, and whatnot. And, uh, and, and it's, it's been kind of fun kind of bring those, those old pieces that have, have definitely seen better days back to life. What are you working on at the moment in terms of miniatures? What are you painting? Uh, oh, too many, Matthew. Uh, if I showed you my painting table, you'd see like five or six different projects in, in half complete states of various completion. Um, the, the one that I, I really do need to work on is uh, I'm doing that. Call of the Crown uh, three challenge uh, that DJ runs over on uh, the call uh, the uh, Crown of Command Discord, and uh, I'm painting Dark Elves um, for that because uh, I never uh, never really painted any of my Dark Elves back in the day, and uh, and so to I'm like you know this would be a good motivator to to get me to to paint a Dark Elf force that you know that I always wanted to have done as a kid, and so. Uh, I've got to get a unit done for January, and uh, I haven't started yet. <laughs> so Leave it fingers, to the last minute. Yeah, fingers crossed on that. Uh, we'll see. I, I think there's a Dark Elf Hydra that I can patch together that should be uh, quick enough to, to put together and paint uh, here in the last couple of weeks that will hopefully get me uh, past the deadline. Did I see you pop open some old blister packs recently? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I think it was uh, GCB, G, uh, JCB on the uh, on the Discord mentioned, uh, you know, hey, why don't you you film that? And so I just threw together a YouTube channel uh, and and put some videos of, of me cracking those old Warhammer blisters on there, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, so it's it's something. It's not something I'm gonna. You know, I, I don't have the time to update it regularly, uh, but I do, you know, throw stuff on there uh, as I as I get it done and as I have the time for. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, cracking those thing, those, those old ones open. It, it, uh, you know, it, it's a bittersweet experience. I think I was talking with Mark about this a, a while back on the Discord. It's it's a bittersweet kind of feeling because on the one hand, it's great to kind of finally open these minis and and give them some life after you know, twenty. 30 years sitting trapped, trapped in plastic. Um, and then on the other hand, you know, I, I remember there was one, it was one of those old green Warhammer blisters from gotta be like fourth edition and, uh, or early nineties. And I was like, I wonder how many of these are still out there, right? How, how many unopened the green blisters of this one particular, I think it was an empire guy are, are still out there floating around in the world somewhere and some, somewhere, someday, someone will pop the last blister of that model and there will yeah. be no more. And, uh, you know, anyway, it was just, I don't know. It's an interesting thought. So, so on the one hand, it's great, but a part of me always feels a little bit sad when I do, because I'm like, ah, oh, there's one less, one less of these blisters now uh, floating around out there. So. Yeah, I know. It's a funny thing, isn't it? Like, I mean, obviously we're using them for what they're intended for, but uh, I still, I know what you mean. Like there's one less of these in the world right now. So Exactly. Uh, where did you get the blisters then? Um, so it's been a mix. Uh, some of them, um, some of them are, are 
old ones that were in my collection uh, that just survived uh, the, the passage of time in boxes and made it here. Um, a lot of them, though, I've uh, I've sourced through the uh, the various Facebook groups. Um, and, uh, you know, the now I haven't bought anything recently uh, from them, from from the groups. But, um, you know, the prices on those. Yeah, they're 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 expensive. But. I mean, you look at some of the prices on these new stuff that, you know, these new Warhammer minis that GW is cranking out. And I, I certainly think most of what I paid is cheaper than what I would be buying it for if I bought it directly, you know, reissued from GW. So, so yeah, it hasn't been horrible. Um, I ventured onto eBay once or twice and ran, ran away quickly because <laughs> that really is where the prices are just astronomical. Um, but there's, there's been a lot of really, uh, really fundamentally decent people that I've met in those Facebook uh, Warhammer groups who are just uh, like-minded folks, um, you know, for one reason or another, uh, you know, they moved on to other projects or, or what have you, and they're just looking to pass these on to somebody who is like them. Um, and uh, and I've had some great conversations with, with folks in those. Um, so, yeah, it's been a really cool part of actually coming back into the hobby is just you know, picking up secondhand miniatures from people and hearing their stories and how they got into the hobby and what they played. And and it's kind of cool in a sense, because in, in a way, it's like they're kind of passing that torch to you in a way of like, well, you know, here, I'm going to sell you these these minis that I never got around to, to doing for some reason. Maybe you can be the one to, to kind of bring them to life. And uh, and so, yeah, in a way, that's that's kind of special to me. As we swing round towards the end of our chat, David, I realise we're getting towards a sort of time limit, but um, is there anything that we've not covered that you wanted to bring up? Anything you wanted to share as well to point the listener to maybe your, your YouTube channel or anything like that? Oh, yeah. The uh, the YouTube channel, if you want to check it out, is Fifth Hammer. That's the number five with the TH and Hammer after it. Um, you know, not a ton of stuff on there, but I, like I said, there there is some stuff on there. Maybe you'll find it interesting. Uh, it, it's mostly going to be Warhammer uh, fantasy stuff and maybe a little bit of 40K stuff in there. Uh, so if that's your jam, uh, feel free to give it a look. Um, and uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I guess to say, you know, kind of winding things down here, I, I really did. Uh, I did love your hobby manifesto that you posted. Um, you know, I, I mean it genuinely when I, I, I say that it, re it really spoke to me. I mean, it, it was like kind of looking into to yourself and somebody is, you know, saying words that, that you feel inside, but you didn't really have the, the way to articulate it. And uh, ju just a couple of things that I wrote down that I, I just wanted to share here were you, you, you use the phrase art of patience. Um, and that is something that's so it's so spot on and and it, it really is an art of patience you know when you talk about you know how how you have to spend you know you, you spend these little moments right these little weeknights where maybe you get an hour or two in uh at the paint table or whatever but that builds over the course of a year and then you look back at what you did and you're like, wow this is incredible um and i think it's something you know uh that in in today's world certainly in my world um, where everything feels like right now, you know, uh, you're always getting pinged uh, to have your attention pushed away from from one thing into the next, like chop, chop, chop. And uh, and they, you know, they never want you to linger uh, on anything for, for too long. Um, I think you really hit the nail on the head with that, with with coming back to the hobby. Uh, that's something that that's really been invaluable to be able to sit down at a painting table, even for an hour and give something your undivided attention, right? You know, you throw on throw on the, the, the Tabletop Minis Hobby Podcast and sit down for an hour and, and paint while you, you listen to some good folks talk about the hobby. It's, you know, it's so rare and, and, and there's so much value, um, I, I think, that I get, certainly that I get out of it. I, mean, I think a lot of other people do, do, do too. Um, and, and I think it's worth mentioning. Um, so, yeah, I, I wanted to, to yeah, um, to, to mention that I, I really got a lot out of it. And uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to commend you for that. Cause I, I think it was, it's excellent. Hi, thanks very much. Um, no, I, it was obviously like 
partly tongue-in-cheek the way it was written, but the, the sentiments were, you know, definitely something that I was behind. Um, and, and you're right, yeah, patience and, and playing the long game is so important to me. Uh, you know, not to feel rushed, not to feel like you're in any hurry, not even to feel like there is an end goal. I mean, ultimately, you're painting an army because it will one day be finished. But to me, that's not the point. You know, just one minute at a time, one unit at a time, whatever it is, what's the rush? Let's just enjoy it. Uh, you know, most people have enough painted stuff now that they could play a game if they want. And you know what? Even if you need to stick a couple of grey guys on the table, so what? Like it's, you know, we're not we're not going to be in white dwarf or anything, are we? So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has been lovely, David. I, I've been a long time coming. Uh, to invite the, you on the show after Christmas, I think. So it's great to be able to finally do this. Uh, I think you and Mark you're running another wee live event. Is there a date nailed down for that yet, or is that still up in the air? I think that's getting finalized this week. Uh, um, if I'm not wrong, I think the, the final uh, time to, to vote for your preferred date is this Friday. Um, so if you have a preference on it, uh, go go check out uh, Mark's post in there and, and cast your vote accordingly. I know it's mid-March. I don't have the exact dates in front of me, but I think the two uh, favorable dates were a Monday or a Tuesday, if a memory serves. Um, so I think those two are in the running and yeah, that's some Mark and I, uh, um, you know, we, we had so much fun on the, uh, the, the, the bedroom battlefields Christmas party, uh, that we thought, you know, why don't we make it a semi regular thing? Um, no pressure, of course, to anybody. It's supposed to be casual, relaxed and fun. And, uh, you know, whoever wants to show up can show up and we'll hang out. And Mark and I are uh, going to try and put together a few, uh, fun things. Um, I know he's got, uh, some interesting ideas uh, in mind that I'm excited for uh, to to try out and have some fun with. I know his uh, his little game from the Christmas party was such a laugh uh, with uh, guessing the price and is it more than the Warhammer box that I still chuckle at that. Um, so anyway, hopefully we'll we'll have the same amount of fun or more uh, this time around. And and uh, you know if there's turnout and people have fun and like it, we'll keep doing it every you know several months or something. Um, and maybe quarterly, uh, we'll get together on the Discord and, and you know do some painting, you know throw a few back and talk hobby. Great stuff, yeah. And for the listener, if you're not already in the Discord, get over and get in there. Uh, BedroomBattlefields.com/slash/discord is the short link. You'll find it there. Cast your vote. All this talk of votes and manifestos, there'll be some AI transcription somewhere that's uh, putting us in the political, you know, podcast camp. We'll start getting. Yeah, you'll be getting a knock at your door. Yeah, I'd probably get pitched for some weird adverts and stuff like that now. So I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> cool. Okay, thanks so much for your time, David, and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Matthew. It's been a pleasure and appreciate you having me on. Thanks very much for listening to this episode of the Tabletop Miniature Hobby Podcast. If you enjoy the show, then please do share it with someone else you think might enjoy it too. And be sure to check out our Discord community of like-minded hobbyists, which you could find at bedroombattlefields.com forward slash Discord. It'd be great to see you in there. <laughs>